Uh, yeah, that is recording my voice. Well, all right then. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Demonstrate the Loop, a Magic the Gathering podcast doing everything from deck text discussions and set dissections. I am Daniel here with our beautiful, beautiful, beautiful host, Drew, and today we are doing another deck tech, this time as another companion piece. Uh, we're talking about how if um, <laughs> a deck that I call Ten Hand Obosh, which um, if anybody remembers our companion first, uh, what do we call it? Uh, our Demonstrate the Loop on companion mm-hmm. mechanic as a whole. How companions as partners or yeah, something Yeah, companions similar. as partners. Mm-hmm. I think midway through that episode, I mm-hmm. made the joke of, you know what I want to build? I want to have uh, Vile Smasher and Ludovic uh, Necro Alchemist, and I want to have mm. Obosh as the companion. So it's just like I have 10 cards in hand. And then yeah. I built that deck and I bought <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Um, just as a quick reminder for y'all, I'm going to go ahead and say what these commanders do the converted mana mm-hmm. cost, so on and so forth, as well as the companion. Um, Vile Smasher the Fierce. Is one in Ragnos, so a black and a red. He is a goblin berserker, legendary, of course. And he says, or she says, whenever mm-hmm. you cast your first spell each turn, File Smasher the Fierce deals damage equal to that spell's converted mana cost to an opponent chosen at random, and it has partner. Uh, essentially, what it means is the first spell I cast every turn is going to hit somebody, not my choice, for however much that spell costs. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Ludovic, I have heard it pronounced Ludovic. But mm-hmm. I, you know what? I'll do that this time. Ludovic, Netro Alchemist, um, is one in Is It, uh, which is a blue and a red. It is mm-hmm. a human wizard with partner, of course. And at the beginning of each player's end step, that player may draw a card if a player other than me lost life this turn. So if on mm-hmm. your turn you're like, hey, I'm going to beat up Drew, and you're not me, and you're a third person, mm-hmm. and they're hurting Drew, my card would let them draw a card. And so on and so forth. It is considered a hug piece uh, by many, especially by me. And then our wonderful Obosh over here on the side, our companion, uh, he cost three hybrid Rakdos. So three generic and then two black or red. Uh, It is a Hellion Horror. Uh, It has companion. My starting Mm -hmm. deck contains only cards with odd converted mana costs and land cards. And uh, he says, or she says, it says, I feel pretty comfortable saying it on this one. Yeah. If a source you control with an odd converted mana cost would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead. And those are the three face cards of the deck that you can mm-hmm. say. So uh, I think that we kind of got into um, in our previous episode, which was the deck tech on my Zerda Zakama list. And in our um, initial our initial episode, that is the companion piece to these two companion pieces on companions um, is, is the, kind of the idea of kind of building around this companion mechanic as an extension of partner, which Daniel has stretched out to uh, hellish lengths by <laughs> com- just latching that to a set of partners there. Um, <laughs> well, I, the, the reason is I thought it was uh, funny because the whole idea was that companions are like mm-hmm. a fixed version of partner. And mm-hmm. so me, you know, we both have improv comedy roots. Yeah. We, we like subversion. And so I'm like, okay, so if companion is the fixed version of partner, how busted is it if the <laughs> companion is 
paired on the outskirts with two partners. Yeah. And that was kind of the the impetus because I thought yeah. that that idea was and that, incredibly and, and silly. So, and so that's kind of a thing that I actually I did want to get into. Um, we'd gotten some feedback on the original one um, just about kind of going through the I kind of want to start uh, before we get like we have our we have kind of our uh, our backdrop, the commanders that the decks built around. I want to I want to kind of drill into that a bit. What like with your inspiration to build this deck. So and and I think what I want to get as a start, because uh, I know this. I've been playing with you for multiple, multiple years. Mm-hmm. But in a in a given game of Commander, you, um, the audience, I think may uh, has has been told this kind of a little bit before, just kind of in episodes at random. But it, it's come out. It's you have a lot of Commander decks. You own and maintain a great, a hefty plethora of uh, Commander decks that are built and ready to play at any given time. Yes, I mm-hmm. at this point. Yes. have um 53 53 as soon as i get my next paycheck after donating <laughs> a portion like i've been trying to do uh mm-hmm. to various things my goal is to <laughs> i really liked icoria guys um, <laughs> i got a big fancy i got the and i told my group i said if i pull like a like a foil crazy art snapdags Mm-hmm. like the showcase art i said i'm i'm building this deck and then i said but i would also take a luna or vadrog if i got any of those mm-hmm. and then after saying that i built a gigantic commander deck <laughs> um, and then as soon as i finished <laughs> off that box i pulled a fancy snap decks and i said "Ooh, we're doing it and then me and my wife bought a pre-release kit um because we really like drafting it and then i pulled the fancy luna and then <laughs> So once I got those two, I was just like, well, I guess I'm just going to have someone give me the Vadrock and I'm going to build that mutate deck. Um, We're just going to go all the way. (laughs) I'm just going to go all the way. And the most disgusting thing is, is your use of the word that I have and maintain all of these (laughs) decks, which does, that is true. Anytime a new set comes out and I look at the list of things it might be a deck I don't even care about, but if I see a card and I'm like, Ooh, that would be really good in this deck that I actually yeah. don't even like playing. I'm going to get that card. Yeah. I got Draneth magistrates in my mono white Darien <laughs> deck and I don't want to use it, but I'm gonna, cause I it's have there. it. It's part of the commander 32 of getting a deck of each of the um, <laughs> color combinations and whatever. And, and that's the, the only way I can enjoy decks. white. And then an, it's just to make sure it's to yeah, make yeah. sure well and so and that's actually i, I think i kind of want to drill down because it's I, I feel like we may have hinted at it before and i feel like this is also a thing that will come up as we talk about um new deck ideas and things like that um and to kind of to kind of set the stage it's, you are as as a as a commander player you are not a person who is lacking for the literal ability to play commander quarantine, notwithstanding like it's at any given point, you could go grab a deck and play. Yes. What specifically like, like with this, uh, with this Obosh, what took you from playing with like any given deck you had and deciding to build like a new deck at all. And then this as that new deck specifically. Ooh, kind of that, that inspiration moment there. Like well, what? What are you able to get here that you didn't have amongst your other decks? To be fair, like mm-hmm. when you have fifty three decks, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of carryover. Although looking yeah. at the list, I think I only have about seven, eight 
cards that show up in multiple decks, which I'm pretty proud of, actually. That's really nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing about this deck that I like, and mm-hmm. um, it kind of ties in to, well, one, I really like Ikoria quite yeah. a bit. Mm-hmm. And my Gigantha deck is just a act. Gigantha's just the commander. Boring. Uh, so I was just <laughs> like, um, I was just like, well, what mechanic from this set that might be one of my genuine favorite sets in a long time have I not built around? Because I have three different mutate decks now. <laughs> so, so I didn't have a companion. That was one thing. I really like yeah. the set quite a bit. Okay. Um, also, I really, really like Grixis. Okay. Um, Grixis is my favorite combination of colors because I feel like you get to just kind of do everything that's not enjoyable, but not (laughs) in a way that makes like it it can make people upset, obviously. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not sitting here ramping out a million lands, you know, drawing Mm -hmm. a thousand cards off of casting a bunch of creatures and in playing just good stuff. I don't really care for good stuff or, or mm-hmm. engines necessarily. Mm-hmm. I like big bang, uh, constantly. Yeah. And Grixis is good at that. Like Nicol Bolas mm-hmm. is like the epitome. Like most of them are like what? Seven, eight man. Yeah, they cast huge. a planeswalker. And it's just, Hey, I'm a big dragon. I can travel planes. Here's a big old effect. Wabambo. Yeah. And you do it. And I love it. I love, there's so much spectacle, especially like Rakdos's whole theme and Ravnica mm-hmm. is just spectacle. So I, I, I go very close to that. Grixis Another is thing that I kind really of like, like. Rex is like that wrestling heel villain. Yeah, Rakdos is a wrestling heel villain that the the network is really trying to make sure they're a heel, but the audience keeps getting behind them they, anyway. They just love him too and much. So eventually yeah. they just turn him face. That's how yeah. I feel about Grixis. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, in general, I am prone to like back before I had all these commander decks, I had a slew and still have quite a few uh, yeah. hug decks. I love hug. Mm-hmm. Um, I will run hug with no way to come out on top. I j- hand the game away. I do not care. It's fun yeah. for me because in a way mentally, mm-hmm. um, hug does these things that no other deck can do in that a person can win. And like, even like, it's one thing if a hug deck makes the person in last come ahead. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But another thing that hug does is even deeper and more visceral in that it can make a person <laughs> who's ahead win in a way that isn't even fun for them to have won. <laughs> they can just say, okay, well, I got a million mana. I can cast a thousand spells. It's over. And I'm not the bad guy. Yeah, They're the bad guy. <laughs> They did it. They, they're the ones that are just like, okay, well, you could have just passed. We were all kind of having fun here. And then I'm just looking at everyone else at the table. Just like, what's with this guy? Everyone's yeah, just getting lands drawing cards. What's with him? He's like, yeah, good, good job, man. You had 18 mana that you worked real hard for and you won. Okay, great. <laughs> and then everyone claps sarcastically. I love hug. <laughs> and so it was kind of this combination of of wanting to build a deck in these colors, wanting to kind of explore the 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 for you kind of the last mechanic in Ikoria that you hadn't really kind of built around, and then just wanting to then kind of go in a hug direction. Was there like an order, like an well, order that those different uh, things came up in? The hug aspect that was mostly why I picked Ludovic because I needed a three okay. a three drop commander. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so that was like thing, late in there. 
No, as soon as I knew it was Obosh, I knew it had to be these two because they're the only oh. ones in the color combination <laughs> to yeah. to do the things. Okay. And and but I was excited that it was those two because mm-hmm. in addition to Hug, I also like things that I don't have any control over, guys. Yeah. This isn't my fault. Bit of a um, chaos boy. One of my favorite <laughs> Yeah, right. I'm a group hug <laughs> chaos player, and that's that's a problem, I think. Um uh, Vile Smasher the Fierce is mm-hmm. a two-three that hurts an opponent, but it doesn't like. I know that it's got a CEDH kind of like oh yeah thing. Like it, it blew up, yeah. But like even by itself, just a Vile Smasher deck on its own, I could build that and have a ball because it's just mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna cast anything. I don't mm-hmm. care who's in last. I do not care who's in first. I don't mm-hmm. care who's in the middle. I'm hitting someone. It has to happen. I can't yep. do anything about it. And then it does do that. And mm-hmm. that makes me smile real big. Uh, one of my other favorite cards, which is in this deck, of course, is called Witch Hunt. Uh, it's a four and a red. It's an enchantment. Players can't gain life. At the beginning of your upkeep, Witch Hunt deals four damage to you. At the beginning of your instep, target opponent chosen at random gains control of Witch Hunt. Just pass yep. that thing around. Then with all by shout, that's eight damage. Every upkeep. To somebody. I, have, I don't know who. And- and for people, because I, I know that I know that chaos has a has a bad rap in a lot of playgroups, and I understand that conceptually. But I I I can say from now years of uh, firsthand data, I have seen Daniel die to his own witch hunt more than I have seen it kill anyone else over multiple multiple I games. Think it's, I think it's gotten Carlton a couple times. It has gotten Carlton a couple times, but I, I think like those... in total, in some total, you have been killed by your own witch hunts or or in even more hilarious times, you have been killed before they have had the chance to hurt anyone else. Where it's you played it, it goes somewhere and then you just die before it rotates to that player. I've yeah, also seen that. I have I got a problem. I li- I really like these kinds of things. Yeah, and so like it's uh to kind of so so then it uh to kind of loop back around to it. So it's you would you say that it started with it, the the concept of the deck started with just wanting to have any two partners and, and an Obosh, yes. Uh, yeah, kind of kind of exploring that space. And then probably then after that, you go like, okay, well, Obosh means that you have to at least be in Rakdos. You already like Grixis. And like, so that's just kind of adding blue there. Mm-hmm. And then because of that companion requirement, that basically then latched you onto these two commanders almost right away. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been wanting to build these two commanders mm-hmm. um, in my soul, in my heart of hearts, I think. Okay. But I keep I keep just taking Ludovic out of things. Like I keep wanting mm. to have it in decks, and then I keep finding other things that are better. So I've wanted it to go somewhere for a while. Yeah. And the only reason Vile Smasher wasn't in more decks is because hello, very expensive. Yeah, <laughs> hello. hello, ladies. Ladies, Ooh. Vile Smasher, pretty expensive young woman herself. And <laughs> and this is a hundred percent one of those cards where I'm like, I I'm happy to pay like 50 bucks for a vile smasher. For I love everything smasher. it does. Mm-hmm. I, I will do it. I would never proxy it. I would have it official every time signed by me. Okay. I mean, yeah, good call. Uh, so then for that, I guess I, uh, now it's probably a good time for us to kind of get into the deck proper. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> so it's, we've kind of, we kind of laid some of the groundwork here. Um, you can, uh, audience there can probably kind of put a little bit together. This deck's going to be just kind of 
chucking damage in all directions the whole game um as best as best it can with its little with its little goblin berserker arms um like if, if you if you could like distill down when you when you grab this deck to play what are you in general like trying to like just like one-to-one do what is the deck trying to accomplish well i think i kind of built around the idea um kind of a vile smasher's ability of Mm -hmm. yes there is damage going around obviously i want people to be hurt but a lot of it is actually not based on anything i do Mm -hmm. like i have you know witch hunt i don't have a lot of control over what witch hunt does Uh, Mm -hmm. i have browbeat which is a sorcery it costs two and a red and it says any player may have browbeat deal five damage to him or her if no one does target player draws three cards so Mm -hmm. I have this. If I have Obosh out, I just say, hey, do you want to take 10 damage to deny me drawing three cards? And mm-hmm. people say, no. And no. then I also have risk factor. It's two and a red. Target opponent may have risk factor, deal four damage to them. If that player doesn't, I draw three cards. It's an mm-hmm. instant. So instance, very good. If you have Vile Smasher, because it will trigger for the first mm-hmm. spell you cast each turn, so, like, if, if I have Vile Smasher out and then Obosh out and somebody's, like, doing something, I can just say, hey, do you want to take eight? Also, somebody needs to take six. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's the world we live in, man. I'm sorry. Um, in addition to um, that kind of a thing, I also have mm-hmm. uh, Hissing Iguanar, mm-hmm. which says whenever another creature dies, I may have Hissing Iguanar do one damage to target player or planeswalker, and that's two in a red. There's actually not that many ways in this deck to kill creatures. So, like, if if people have a bunch of creatures out and someone's like, I'm going to board wipe, or I'm going to mm-hmm. kill a bunch of stuff, and I say, all right, and then we lazy, we just go. <laughs> we just do the thing. <laughs> we're just, uh, we're fin- we are um, shooting a plethora of tiny lasers at people. And if yeah. things die in such a way, for some reason, where Obosh is still around, that's just a bunch of lightning bolts. And it's the yeah. same reason I have a uh, Mayhem Devil. It just says mm-hmm. uh, whenever a player sacrifices a permanent, Mayhem Devil does one damage to any target for one, and then Rakdos is 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. It's like a lot of the effects, they they will hurt you, but they mm-hmm. don't have to. All you have to do is not play creatures, not <laughs> have your creatures die. It, it, it's a plausible deniability oh yeah and that's my favorite thing about vile smasher it's especially with like ludovic just in the background it's just like look man i'm trying you know i want to help you need to hurt Mm -hmm. somebody Mm -hmm. and then also but at the same time you know i'm sorry but but that's not my fault you know like zozu zozu the punisher uh, Mm -hmm. one and two red legendary uh, goblin warrior whenever a land mm-hmm. enters the battlefield it deals two damage to the lands controller but hey you don't have to play lands i did yeah you didn't make them put lands I, in the play that was I a recall zero effects in this deck make people play lands okay now granted <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there are a couple of things that yes they will deal damage on their own mm-hmm. i won't lie about that uh, like um, Heartless Hidetsugu, <laughs> <laughs> which is three and two red for a legendary Ogre Shaman. Uh, mm-hmm. Deals damage to each player equal to half of that player's life total rounded down. Obviously, with Obosh on the field, 
that will either kill everyone or put a lot of players at exactly one life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Listen, you let me get a total of 10 mana worth of permanence and have it rotate a turn. Come on. Well, and I've got haste here. I'll point out and hardest heartless and Atugu also hits you. Oh, that's, so that's and that's everybody. another thing. Witch Hunt, Heartless Hidetsugu, Hissing Iguana if I choose myself as a target, Zozu the Punisher, <laughs> uh, Rampaging Ferocidon. All of these cards, mm-hmm. I get it. But at the same time, like I'm just as likely to be yeah, defeated you're out here. As, as you guys are. Now, yeah. maybe, maybe an effect like Nekusar the Mind Razor might make that seem a little different. Uh, <laughs> Nakusar the Mind Razor is two and Grixis, which is a blue, black, and red for a legendary zombie wizard that says at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. That's good. That's, That's like Ludovic. It does also say whenever an opponent draws a card, Nakusar the Mind Razor deals one damage to the player. Listen to me. Listen to me, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of my favorite cards in Magic is Omen Mm -hmm. Machine. And it says players can't draw cards. There are ways to circumvent the damage of Nekusar. So honestly, you don't run those. Probably gonna happen. That's, it's not on me. This guy's just here. I don't attack. I do not target most of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Unless I really need to. Now, I can't make that same, uh, thing for underworld dreams which is just three black whenever an opponent draws a card deals one damage to that player or Keterek mm-hmm. parasite that says whenever an opponent draws a card if i control a red permanent i may have Keterek parasite deal one damage to that player and mm-hmm. it is a may but i always will do it and that's just yeah. one black but but i had to work hard to get a red permanent into play i think i deserve a little bit of a payoff that's not that crazy to me mm-hmm. um and then, of course, in addition to all of those uh, ty- kind of vile smashery ways to deal damage, mm-hmm. I didn't want to ignore my good friend Obosh. So I also have Dictate of the Twin Gods, uh, which is mm-hmm. three, two red for an enchantment with Flash that says if a source would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead. Important to note, it has Flash. So if I cast this on someone else's turn and I have out Vile Smasher, and Obosh, that is 10 damage to an opponent at random. But listen, the Dictate of the Twin Gods doubles damage for everybody. Yep, and everything. And so so now that it's on the board, now someone can get killed. And it shouldn't be me. (laughs) Because you're you're the one enabling, you're kind of greasing the wheels on the tracks here for everyone else. Yes. (laughs) And and, and I think ultimately the goal, right? Well, yeah, and and I, and I think I will say because it's like uh, I I think a lot more players are coming around to this mindset, but definitely like anyone who's played Commander for like really any amount of time, well, will tell you this: the the format. I I would probably argue that one of the things that I would say I'll I'll say that it's not a plus to the format. Um, it may, it's not always a negative, but mm-hmm. games of Commander do tend to go on. A lot of that is a propensity of like players to just build decks that kind of uh look at themselves and they just kind of do things with their own deck until they can just kind of go off um not naming any names here but i am looking in a mirror and (laughs) there are other decks like playing like hard control or stacks and things like it's 
it is, I think it leads to a healthy, like an actual good thing to see at a table. There's that there, there are some decks that are just going to throw damage in every single direction. Oh and, yeah. Like, yeah. like this deck, um, because I, I find that the main thing that causes long games, mm-hmm. um, and the, the main issue is like a value E, um, what would I call them? Toolbox decks, I suppose. Toolbox, yeah, value engine decks. And it's kind of why I have an aversion to, you know, really good, like, Simic draw decks and and Mm -hmm. graveyard-based decks. Because the issue is, like, when I'm playing a deck like this, I can look at my hand and say, okay, I know what I want to do. And then on my turn, I'll draw maybe, like, two cards. And then I'll be like, okay, does this change anything? No, here's the thing I'm going to do. Where if mm-hmm. you have a toolbox deck, the more cards you draw, the more cards that go into your graveyard, or any of those kinds of things, the mm-hmm. more you have to think. And, yeah. and I'm okay if a game goes three hours and people are actively playing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's when somebody's little timer, that little uh, string timer on Arena, yeah. that thing starts getting low because people have built their deck with too many options. I already cut my options in half. Yeah, <laughs> so, just so that's, that's beautiful yeah. for me. I just I just said, you know what? I already don't want to have choices. Let's give mm-hmm. me less choices. Slap that thing. We just mm-hmm. we chunk it, and then so that's how I ended up with a, you know, yeah. a, a burn style or burn damage style. Uh, well, three color deck. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, like data out there like that. Uh, like commander players will like when it comes to, like combat and things like that. It's actually it's it's pretty rare for a commander player to get in for like chip damage or just like swing out. But the issue with that is that means that you, you know, you'll have board states that are like it's turn five and everyone's still at 40 life. And so this deck, because of it kind of just throwing damage in all directions at all times, it's also not like a, it's also not like an infect deck would be, which I don't, I, I want to get out ahead of it and say that I don't think that infect is particularly powerful in commander. I personally am a bit averse no, to it. I think as a strategy, that infect but... is the mill of damage. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Where and because like the thing is to do to do infect effectively, the general line is that you have to basically just go ham on one opponent, which creates a, which can create some feel bads for that opponent. But if you're that's the deck you're building, that's what infect literally has to do to be effective. Yeah. This one doesn't even have like that feel bad for a given player because you were just chucking it in all directions. Yeah, and it so is. that's that's the thing that I like because mm-hmm. because as I said, like hug can make the person who wins feel like it wasn't deserved. Where mm-hmm. the way that I like to distribute damage, whoever it kills first probably isn't going to feel that bad either. I've yeah. created a lose-win situation <laughs> where if you win because of the hug, it's not deserved and you shouldn't feel happy. Yeah, And if you lost, it 100% was not your fault. You didn't misplay. It's <laughs> actual luck. The witch yeah. hunt? It could have been the, the sizzle that I did to deal six damage to each opponent with the Obosh. And mm-hmm. then the three from casting the sizzle hit you as well. So it's 12. That's just how happens. things go. That's yeah. just how things have to go when I'm playing sometimes. That's just kind of the way. And I like, it. like I, I'm really big on, on um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, random uh, effects. But yeah. not, you know, not like Grip of Chaos, which I do also love, but I do like 
damage that is dispersed randomly or in small yes. doses well it, because it's it's otherwise a lot of commander tables i mean and i'm definitely guilty of this but it's like whenever you're deciding who to attack a lot of a lot of commander players to avoid like the political blowback will just roll a dice instead of deciding this one it takes that control out of your hands you have to roll a dice it says that it has to be random oh so real quick that, caveat yeah. to that because he's not here this time Oh uh, yeah. What Josh likes to do, Good just God. for the the viewers, God. Josh likes to first make a roll to decide if he is playing like a human or like a binary machine. Mm-hmm. And if he rolls like a human, he will make a decision on who to attack based on board state and and life, like total life. If he rolls to attack like a machine, he will then randomly roll to figure out who he's attacking. Yeah. Then. On the next turn, he will roll to decide if he's still doing things the way that he is, <laughs> and if he is doing them the same way, does he focus in on the one person to uh-huh. help get them out of the game? Or does he spread it around? <laughs> or does he spread it around? It is a nightmare. God. But at the same time, and I will admit, I, I don't think I've ever been mad, even when he swings at me for big, because I know that he's just doing some big stupid I, thing. I've never been upset at the result, but the it, it's the thing that's annoying there is that it takes like eight years to get to the thing. Whereas with it, like this, it's uh, I, like with this build here, it's just kind of it's baked into the crust of what the decks has to do based on the rules of the cards oh yeah the yeah, rules, yeah. yeah like they're it's, hitting everyone yeah and there's some there's some cute interactions here mm-hmm. that i really like especially with um vile smasher and and ludovic in the mm-hmm. sense that if you cast vile smasher um hopefully on turn two we'll get into that in a little bit um or like once he's on the field whenever you cast ludovic even if you don't have any mana left you are guaranteed mm-hmm. to draw a card because Vile Smasher's already dealt the damage needed for Ludovic to draw the card at the end step for you because yep. you played Ludovic. And that's cute to me. And then there's also a couple, well, not a couple, but there I have, um, I do have a payoff, a Ludovic payoff, and a couple of other secret tech. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a Iron Crag Pyromancer, which says whenever I draw my second card each turn, I deal three damage to any target. Mm-hmm. That ain't bad. That's six damage whenever I draw my second card each turn. That's, no, that's good. really good. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, what I want to get to the next, um, so you're going to go, because that, that's kind of like big picture version of the deck. Oh, now, yeah. now with, uh, I alluded to this um, in our last episode as well. With, with commander invariably, there's always just some kind of, there, there's some just, uh, Flintstones gummies kind of vitamins that you kind of got to get into the deck to just make it function. I just want to have you because I I don't want to spend a ton of time here, but just what are like um, just the things that you have is kind of like the bedrock of the deck just to kind of make it function. Okay, so this is the biggest issue um, Mm -hmm. with the deck. Um, Reason being that in in a three colored deck, most three colored decks, there are very powerful mana rocks that are called signets. Um, mm-hmm. There's arcane signet, which adds a color yep. of your commander's color identity. Um, there are like the simic signet, uh, the guild signets. You know, there's the, all the guild signets, which um, you pay one tap and then you add two mana of the guild. Yeah, um, all of those are two drops. 
They're very, very good mana rocks. Every single one of them is a two drop. Mind mm-hmm. Stone, another very good two drop. Um, all of the medallions not, that I am not a cost. very rich man. Oh yeah, like all the medallions are two drops, and then mm-hmm. cards like Crow Mox, uh, Mox Opal, those are all yep. zero drops. Can't have uh-huh. those either. So my nope. options are Mana Vault and Soul <laughs> Ring. Is my turn one mana plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into our three drop <laughs> artifact ramp slot <laughs> yep. on account of because we don't get any of those very good mana rocks. So that is definitely yeah. one thing to look out for in this deck is uh-huh. that if you do not get a one drop like a cataract parasite or like spear spewer or vexing devil and someone leaves it on the battlefield. Um, yeah then it might be a little bit <laughs> before you really can start doing things. And it, this deck especially gets hit hard by the companion rules change because your mm-hmm. thing is already a five drop on turn three. Like if you've already played some stuff, putting Obosh into your hand, isn't that bad for three? Yeah. Um, but when you have done nothing for two turns, putting a card into your hand, not a very good turn three play. Mm-hmm. So you have to, it might take a while for Obosh to show up. Um, yeah. There are a couple of ways to help accelerate the mana. Um, of course, there is Soul Ring. Uh, and from there, there's Worn Power Stone, which is just three generic. Uh, it enters the battlefield tapped, and then you can tap it for two generic. And mm-hmm. then I have the Lockets, uh, the Demir, it, and Rakdos Locket, which are three. And then they, you know, you can tap them for either of the two colors of the guild, and then you can pay four of the colors of the guild Mm -hmm. uh, and sack it to draw two cards. I have those and I have a commander sphere, just the same old kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Not great. Uh, Yeah. But there are a couple little tricksy things we can do. A couple little tricksy do's here. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have uh, infernal plunge, which is one red as an additional cast or as an additional cost to cast this, uh, Infernal Plunge, you sack a creature, add three red to your mana pool. Now, if you mm-hmm. get that lucky turn one play, like playing a Blister Spit Gremlin or a Goblin Fire Slinger, which, you know, I'm a, I'll go into this, that, but Spear Spewer or something like that, mm-hmm. then you can, um, you ramp yourself three mana on turn two, so you could probably cast a four drop or something. You don't have any yeah. four drops in the deck, but you can cast a three drop <laughs> on turn two, which is not bad. It's a yep. pretty decent rate. You also get Dark Ritual, which is just one black. Add three black mana to your mana pool. And mm-hmm. then if you get real lucky, real spicy lucky, you can uh, Culling the Weak, one of your one-drop creatures that you might have played, and add four black to your mana pool. For one black, sack a creature, add four black. That's all it does. Mm-hmm. I love my fast mana cantrips. And, yep. you know, I know that it's not the best thing in the world in a lot of decks, but for a deck that may realistically not operate until turn three <laughs> you take what you can get and yeah that, so the ground floor is definitely a little shaky mm-hmm. but i think if you can you know if you get five mana turn two and then you can cast some big old thing you know like a witch hunt mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's pretty good that ain't bad yeah you can do some things there or like a sir conrad the grim Sir Conrad's great. For those not aware, Sir Conrad is three, and this actually also ties in with the Vile Smasher kind of way I like to do damage. Sir Conrad the Grim is three and two black. 
He is a legendary uh, human knight. And whenever another creature dies or a creature card is put into a graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield or a creature card leaves my graveyard, Sir Conrad the Grim deals two damage to each opponent. And then for one in the black, each player puts the top card of the library into their graveyard. This is another card where it's just like, it does not have to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Very much reliant. Are you milling? That's okay. Did you, is the creature died? Take that, everyone. <laughs> and, and, and actually, and a thing I'll point out. So, like, um, one of the things that uh, has, like, when, when looking at um, Obosh is the odd CMC version. There's also Gyruda, um, who is another companion that's rich. Uh, re- the part that's relevant to this discussion is that their companion requirement is your deck is full of even CMC cards. Mm-hmm. Um, is the is the is the concept of kind of what do you do every other turn? Because it's like you know late game, it's likely you're just playing multiple spells and kind of going there. Oh, but yeah. like, so the thing it's kind of like the 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 fruits and veggies there are just you have to look at just the um, odd CMC rocks, which is especially I think in Grixis, it's kind of it's. It's definitely a harder hit than it would be in some other decks. Yeah. Um, but what, like, what, what are you? What is this deck doing, or what do you have in the deck to allow you to not be taking off a turn every other turn? Uh, let's see. Not taking off. A turn. Well, once I hit three, I can kind of just do whatever. Okay. Um, it's not that hard because Ludovic is always gonna not always, but more often than not, Ludovic is going to give me more cards, more options. Okay. Um, just by hanging out. And people don't typically just kill Ludovic. And yeah. I say that because we've played it and it just doesn't happen. People want to yeah. kill Vile Smasher because accidentally <laughs> Vile Smasher um, will hit them. Yeah. Um, I do have, I went kind of an odd route for okay. things to do sort of as like an instant speed kind of interaction things. Mm-hmm. Um. I have cards like Spear Spewer, which is a one red defender. Tap, deal one damage to each player. I like that card a lot. Uh, I Mm -hmm. have Lobber Crew, which um, is two and a red defender. Uh, Tap, deal one damage to each opponent. And whenever I cast a multicolored spell, untap Lobber Crew. Uh, Lightning Rig Crew, that same thing. But instead of being a Goblin Warrior, it's a Goblin Pirate. And it untaps when I cast a Pirate. Um, and I do believe that there is, oh, Brimstone Trebuchet. You'll never guess. Two and a red. <laughs> Defender Reach. Tap. Mm-hmm. Deal one damage to each opponent. Whenever a knight enters the battlefield under my control, I can untap Brimstone Trebuchet. And then a Blister Split Gremlin is a one drop that has pay one and tap it. Deal one damage to each opponent. Whenever I cast an uncreature spell, untap a Blister Spit Gremlin. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it. I do understand these cards are not great. These are not the best cards in all of magic. Mm -hmm. I'm very well aware, but there is a thing that I really like that cards like these can do, especially spear spewer. Spear spewer is my, my favorite one that can do this because there are cards with odd converted mana cost. And the only reason I actually know about this is because I watched like a CEDH video and apparently vile smasher, with a curiosity or ophidian eye is just like a thing people do. Yep. And so I like the idea of curiosity. It's an enchant creature for one blue. Mm-hmm. Whenever enchanted creature deals damage to an opponent, you may draw a card. It's good. So whenever I cast mm-hmm. a spell, Vile Smasher hits someone, I draw a card. That's Everything just good is a cantrip. Value. 
Yeah. But what if on turn one, I play a Spear Spewer, which is a one red defender, deal one damage to each player, and then turn two, I put a Curiosity on Spear Spewer, where whenever it deals damage to an opponent, I may draw a card. Mm-hmm. One blue, draw three cards, and deal three damage? I stapled an Ancestral Recall onto a Lightning Bolt. Yeah. I did it. I have a, become God. <laughs> a, a repeatable. <laughs> a repeatable. Ancestral uh, Bolt. Oh, yeah. And then another an interesting thing to add on to that is because I do like the idea that a lot of this damage has to be earned. You have to do things for you to get hurt by these. Yeah. Um, so I also have uh, Intruder Alarm, which says uh, it's you pay two in a blue. <laughs> An enchantment, creatures don't untap during their controller's untap steps, and whenever a creature comes into play, you untap all creatures. I I like this effect, but I don't actually run, like, I run a decent chunk of creatures, but that's not the goal. Mm-hmm. The, the goal is, like, if someone's playing a bunch of token producers, and I have a <laughs> spear gonna, skewer out with a curiosity, up, just for and real. someone's like, oh, and I got Obosh, you know, they're like, hey, I'm gonna make, like, five one-one saprlings. And I say, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to deal a total of 10 damage to the table because I'm going to untap this guy and retap him in between all the intruder alarm triggers. Mm-hmm. And in addition, because of curiosity, I'm going to draw 15 cards. <laughs> a genuinely disgusting amount of cards. I'm going, and then whatever. <laughs> Keep your saplings. <laughs> that is okay. That does not mm-hmm. bother me too much. Um and that that makes me laugh. I like that. So I have all of these weird kind of guys mm-hmm. that untap. There's a few that I want to cut now that mm-hmm. I've played and I know how the, the Obosh goes. Yeah, it, it's kind of, it's met real world things. Yeah, yeah now that more. I've played real world, like I have Gelectrode in here and like other stuff that only pings for one, but I want to I want to scrap all of the things that don't ping all the players, replace it with things yeah. like um, Acidic Soil is one that I want to put in here, which is just a two and a red sorcery. Acidic soil deals one damage to each player for each land they control. He didn't make you play lands. I never. Folks, that's on you. You got six lands, take 12 damage. And then there's a, an, 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 anathemancer? Anathemancer? Oh, anathemancer. Yeah, when it enters the battlefield, deal damage to target player equal to the number of non-basic lands that they control. I never told you to run non-basic lands. That's a choice you made. Yeah, he, he's even leading by example. This deck, 12... <laughs> 12 mountains, 12 swamps, 12 islands. Well, that's, that's not it. actually accurate. I'm going to update that after we record. Okay. That's okay. just what, whenever I'm just uploading to a thing to make sure my numbers are correct, I do that. Okay. I was, but, I was like, huh, fit on. All right. No, um, it, it will be a correct, it'll be a correct land base. So if anybody's looking through, uh, don't do that. Um, a couple of other fun little bits mm-hmm. is that um, you can kind of cheat. You can cheat a little bit with cards like Devastation Tide. A five drop normally, but... When you draw it, you can cast it for its miracle cost for two. It's oh, yeah. three, okay. two blue. Return all nine land permanents to their owner's hands. Or miracle cost for just one and a blue. So pay two and then like still just deal a bunch of damage because of Bile Smasher. Pretty good. A Bonfire of the Damned is a card that I love in this deck. It is X, X, and a red. And it deals X damage to target player and each creature they control. But it has a miracle cost of X and red. So if this is the first card I draw on a turn and I just got like eight mana hanging out, I'm dealing seven uh, doubled 14 to target mm-hmm. player and each creature they control. 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of really kind of it's it snowballs pretty hard, pretty fast. As it can to. get there, and if mm-hmm. nothing else, if nothing else, like even if I get a slow start, you're going to play something mm-hmm. where even though you've been ignored for the first couple of turns because you're going slow, you're gonna get somebody looking your way, going, "Come on." <laughs> oh, uh, the deck does run one counter spell that I like quite a bit in uh, Ionize, mm-hmm. uh, which is one and a uh, blue and a red counter target spell. It deals two damage to that spell's controller. Take four. You don't get your thing. Here you go. Yeah, and your <laughs> thing is counted. Yeah, just get, get it out of here. Love that. Now, card. what I what I'll say, um, in your in your kind of experience playing the deck, um, what. What does your board look like when you like when you typically find that you can kind of just start like really doing it? Because like in typical play patterns, there's this point where you're just kind of like trying to get things on the board, trying to get set up so that you can start going. What do you typically look for in a board state to know that you can just kind of really start doing the thing? Or do you just try to start doing it immediately? Oh, man. Uh, You've known me for a very long time. Yep. I kind of have this issue and it it's, I will say, I don't think that I suffer from too many negative qualities mm-hmm. as a deck builder because I very much like to focus on theme and yeah. I like to view every game of commander mm-hmm. as, as a story and as an experience more so than I necessarily want to win. I just, I like playing things that make people have to kind of approach things Mm-hmm. in a different way it that's what the fun for me is is coming out with a deck and people being like what what is why are you doing that <laughs> yeah that's that's where my joy comes from mm-hmm. but because of that i do have a tendency to just tap out and play yep. a bunch of stuff i um so to say what does my board state look out like when i can just do stuff that's a hard question. Yeah, because, it just kind of does. Because it's just like, if I have a Nekusar the Mind Razor on the field and Witch Hunt mm-hmm. is attached to someone, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't care what happens anymore. I, I've i I've done the deck then. <laughs> like, okay. If, I, if, if so I've done that. But, it's, a, it's kind of in a place where like the deck is built in such a way that you could, in a sense blind cast off the top and have a satisfactory game yeah well you know omen machine is my favorite card in magic it is so yes to i play a similar way yeah um but i I, let me think honestly let's see intruder alarm curiosity spear spewer and let's say i have some mana up Mm -hmm. okay um let's see i have a couple of doublers yeah, like if someone, like essentially, if someone else were to like grab this deck, what should they be looking for to to be do like that kind of like mental gear switch for like okay, now I can start just kind of really start just throwing out damage as my main idea each turn. <laughs> um, I do think that uh, you're gonna want a couple of your tappers out, okay. especially if you can get out Intruder Alarm, mm-hmm. but they're not necessary. Uh, the thing that I like about the deck is that it it kind of I built it. Where like uh, it's kind of dependent mm-hmm. on the meta. So if you're playing against a lot of okay. aristocrats decks, there are plenty of things in here that just mm-hmm. by having them on the board makes that strategy hurt them yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> so that's another thing is that like 
to, to say the things that you should have out because so mm-hmm. much of the deck is based gonna around really vary. other people hurting themselves because they're mm-hmm. trying to do things. Okay. So with that in mind, I will say there are no bad decisions. Um, yeah. Play any card. Um, but if you do want to go kind of a more controlled uh, route, you can, um, and I'm going to be adding a, a couple more instances yeah. to the deck. Um, there, you can play a Vile Smasher instant speed like um one of the tricksy things i got here is a refuse to cooperate it's a split card um Mm -hmm. refuse is three and a red which is an even converted mana cost but the second half is two and a blue which makes the total converted mana cost seven so that's not converted mana cost so that card says uh refuse says three and a red deal damage to target spells controller equal to that spells converted mana cost so then you can just you smack them. You you cast it for four. Vile Smasher hits somebody at random for eight. Yep. And then you hurt them equal to however that spell's mana cost was. Yeah. Like say like a you know going off of, you say, as a comma. There you go. Yeah. You just here you go. You take nine. That person <laughs> took eight. Huh. And then and then the other half is just pay two and a blue. Just copy target instant or sorcerer spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. And that's going to hang out in just the graveyard for next turn when you want mm-hmm. to get another vile smasher trigger uh evacuation is instant speed it's a three and two blue return all creatures to their owner's hands at instant speed so if you want to like dome someone for 10 in addition yeah. to protecting the board you just mm-hmm. say you know what ah, put them all back also you specifically over there on accident of course you need to take natural damage so it's it's more so a state where th- this deck, like if if someone were just kind of looking at a hand and they're trying to figure out like, okay, what of these things do I play? It's more reactive to what the other people at the table are playing. And that's kind of how you would prioritize. Okay, these are three decks that are all just drawing a ton of cards. I'm going to prioritize playing the effect that has them oh, take yeah, a damage the when they draw yeah. Find the um, Cataract Parasite. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you'll probably want to put out your favored visions. Uh, one and is it beginning of each player's instep? They draw a card. If they are my opponent and have four more cards in hand, they take two damage. So that's four damage with Obosh. And then it's also eight damage if Dictator of the Twin Gods is out. Um, <laughs> and then also Cerebral Vortex. It just says target mm-hmm. player draws two cards. And then uh, Cerebral Vortex deals damage to that player equal to the number of cards they've drawn this turn. And that's yeah. one and is it. And that's also an instant. So if somebody's going way off, being yeah. like, I'm going to draw 14 cards. And then you say, well, for three mana, first off, I'm hitting someone for six. You're actually drawing 16 cards. And then so also take 32 damage. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, you have those options. And then mm-hmm. one card, I know it isn't good, y'all. I know it's not a good card, but I yeah. like it. So it's here. It's called Breath of Malfagor. It is a five drop instant, three and Rakdos, so a black and a red. Instant speed spell. Breath of Malfagor deals five damage to each opponent. That's all it does. It's instant speed. That mm-hmm. being said, File Smasher and Obosh on the field, you pay five to deal ten damage to someone at random, and then ten damage to each opponent. So, I, I mean, it sounds good to me. That's cute. Yeah. I think that's cute. Yeah. And so it's, it's, and also it's uh, a thing like for other players. I think that's, 
it's a thing that kind of keeps you attentive to the board because you're looking for like, okay, what are people doing the most? And that's how you can have kind of the, if you're trying to, with this kind of deck, have the biggest impact, that's all you really have to do is you just go like, okay, what are people doing the most? I oh, yeah. Let well, me find the card that. It's, it's so fun to tap out with this deck because you're playing yeah. something that's a bother. But yes. if at any point it is holding up mana, it's mm-hmm. probably not going to be good. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> if they're just sitting there, like, mm-hmm. holding up, oh, they have five mana. I wonder what that is. I guess I'll be preemptive, and I'll try to kill Vile Smasher. And then they say, okay, in response, Breath of Malfagor. Take ten damage. Now take yeah. ten damage. It's twenty damage to somebody. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just it's a, some poor, unfortunate soul. And so I'm, I'm going to be... Um, adding a few more instants to, to keep that mm-hmm. popping off. Like, you know, chaos warp, obvious things like that. Just um, some, some upgrades and stuff like yeah, just, that. Just, I want to upgrade, take out like Jelectro and stuff. So I will have the updated list um, okay. actually in there. But as a, cause that was it right now. There's a couple of uh, gotcha. dookie cards, but I do think my favorite card in the whole deck. And I okay. do think that I've gotten to play it um, against, I think I've played it twice now. Mm-hmm. I managed to get oh. it out on the field two times. Um, this card is expensive. There's no reason it should ever hit the field, but I love this card. It's called God, Price the, of Knowledge. The art, the art is just so unsettling. <laughs> that guy's oh eyeballs God. are out. Um, it is six and one black. It is an enchantment, oh. my favorite permanent type. Uh, players yep. have no maximum hand size. I am a good guy. And then <laughs> at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, Price of Knowledge deals damage to that player equal to the number of cards in their hand. Mm-hmm. Maybe doubled. But honestly, nowhere on this card does it say you have to draw any more cards. It just yeah. says that you cannot discard. So if you have a lot, it's you're going to keep getting them. How many decks hurt. are already running Reliquary Tower? He's saving you the trouble. I'm, you know what? You don't even need to spend one mana. I'll spend seven mana for you to have that effect. <laughs> I think that's a good trade-off. You just mm-hmm. might take a lot of damage also probably 14 when i cast it on account because of last match of the fierce somebody and it costs seven yeah um okay yeah. that card <laughs> all right uh, i think I we've kind of gone we've gone over a lot of it um are there any other just like standout cards um you mentioned price and knowledge just then but like any other standout cards that you want to make sure that you mention and kind of like how they play into what the deck's doing um, I think I've touched about just everything. You know, I, I got gratuitous violence that just says if a creature I control would deal damage to a creature player deals double. Um, yeah. you know, I got, that's, I have every one of those in the, uh, odd converted mm-hmm. mana cost that you can have. Um, oh, card I really like an all-star in, um, in Torbrand decks, uh, mana clash. Uh, you and target oh, opponent yeah. each flip a coin and then it deals one damage to each player whose coin comes up tails. And you repeat mm-hmm. this process until both players' uh, coins come up heads on the same flip. Um, the way that this card works is that each flip is its own instance of damage from Mana yep. Clash. So for each flip that comes up tails, you're going to get hit for two instead of the one. And then that can be exponential if I have out um, uh, Dictator. The other double is, yeah. Which would be four damage for each coin flip lost. Um, and also, 
it's symmetrical. I'm taking four damage with you anytime he, I lose a flip. He's down here in the trenches. He's down here so, in the trenches just so like So, you know, I feel like if I get all these on the field and I'm just flipping, I hope, I hope that it takes somebody <laughs> out of the game. Um, another thing that's just cute, really, really like it, haven't gotten to put on the field yet, true name Nemesis. Uh, yep. One, two blue. It's three drop. Uh, as it enters the battlefield, you choose a player, and then it has protection from the chosen player. So it can't be blocked, targeted, dealt damage, enchanted by anything controlled by that player. So, like, if I just be like, hey, Drew, uh, this is just going to be dealing six to you every turn. Yep. There you go. That's kind of just all you get to wipe, say. Or that's really it. Yeah. And then you, and then you just get, get bonked by it. And you just get yeah, bonked. That's how it is. Uh, so yeah, this is, that's 10 hand Obosh. The deck, mm-hmm. you know, power level wise, it's not like an eight or nine or anything. It, no. it is probably with a fast enough mana ramp start. Like if you can get seething song, culling the weak, like the perfect nut draw hand, mm-hmm. it could pretend to be a seven. It is, <laughs> it is more so for the spectacle, yeah. but it is fun to pilot. It is very fun to play. And mm-hmm. even if you don't come out on top, the person coming out on top did not get there easily. <laughs> it was, it if is it, a grind. If at first you don't succeed, redefine success is what I always say. And that's what um, um, I say, screaming as I kill myself to my own mana clash. <laughs> and so then uh, one the other thing I kind of want to uh, kind of end off on here, because um, we talked to, we talked about this a lot in the Zakama deck tech, your mm-hmm. experience on building around the companion restriction. You mentioned a bit earlier how it, it, it definitely denied you a lot of options, like in the ramp, like in the ramp department that yeah. you were going with. Um, other than that, like other than that specific example, what was gonna, your general experience with building around that restriction there? I, I think that building around a companion, um, mm-hmm. especially for, it's weird to say commander completists, um, yep. you know, people who are trying to do the commander 32, they're trying to build a deck of every color combination. And there've been people who try to build decks of every possible partner pair. And I I've seen that as a thing. If you are a commander completionist in that regard, I think, cause I'm, I'm pretty close to it. I try yeah. to have a deck that is just about every archetype. Uh, there's a few I'm missing, but I think that you should have a companion deck. I think it's, it forces you to build in a way that your other decks that you're doing, I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. But you're not having to, you really got to get to the grindstone for like, mm-hmm. for like this one. That's it's whole a new thing axis you have to think it's on. It's a new axis. And I think that um, as a brewer, as a, cause you know, I actually enjoy playing more than I yeah. like brewing, but since I enjoy playing so much, I've brewed an awful lot. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but if you are a brewer, this is a great exercise, especially mm-hmm. like, and I would say, go ahead and buy it, play it. Cause if you just brew the deck, you don't mm-hmm. actually know because there's some stuff that's not going to work quite as well as you might think. And so yeah. you're really going to want to find like during this episode, I'm talking about things that I want to change it is and kind of add in it. Um, and that's just, but that's fun. That's a fun aspect of getting this deck. It's like, what, how good can I make this stupid doo-doo over here? I love it. It's really, it's really cool. I, um, I think for newer players, uh, probably don't not yet Mm -hmm. get yourself up there for, for people who like really like this, like building, like Mm -hmm. builders, the brewers and the people who want to do something just wacky in a play group. You want to bring something vastly interesting. 
definitely build a companion. It's really yeah. fun. Uh, I think, like I said, my least favorite thing about it is they, they changed the rule where you have to pay three mana to put yeah. it into your hand first because I built the deck before that change happened. Mm-hmm. And then we had to we kind of make the change around there. Um, and then uh, one thing I'll add, just kind of from my experience with it, I'll actually say if you are relatively new, it it's like Daniel said, it does it means that you're having to think of more things, and so if that ends up being kind of overbearing and you're kind of new to deck brewing and things like that, maybe shy away from it for like your first couple. Yeah. Um, but I will say it does also really narrow in your card pool. And if you're someone like uh, I alluded to last episode, I get really deep, really fast just in the amount of cards available in the commander format for any given deck idea and having to rein in like in Obosh, literally cutting the card pool just flat in half that you have for the deck mm-hmm. by only being able to have every other CMC. If you're, if you're finding that you're having some difficulty, literally just kind of sifting through the cards, having something that's that tight of a restriction does really help with that just because you're having to look at fewer things uh yes yes i i um i like it i like the deck it does everything that i enjoy it's cute (laughs) it's cute it's cute i play cute deck it makes me smile and um really the way that you know that you've kind of won with the deck is if somebody destroys any of your permanents yeah you're it's enough like of a that, nuisance yeah, they had to you, do something if, about it. If you took off two turns and then like turn three, people are just like, come on. That's that's <laughs> victory. That's victory right there. Because they were probably like <laughs> ramping and stuff first two turns, looking at each other like, oh, nice, nice signet there. Nice land ramp spell. And then you finally on turn three, you're just like, vile smasher. And they're like, Ugh. <laughs> who's the real bad guy there? Come on. Yeah. You got them. You got them. Plus your Grixis, just be the villain. <laughs> yeah, just be the villain. Just be the just be the heel, and it's fine. <laughs> I, I, that has been demonstrate the loop. Our second, our companion deck tech to the other previous companion deck tech. The two of which, as a pair, are a companion to our first episode. Um, and they so way technically these we two, need a third episode. That's... Well, I was actually going to say well, technically these two are, these two are kind of like partners because they're oh both yeah deck the partners to the deck. commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Bam. Uh, but that's been it. Um, if you have other, um, if, especially if we mention it in like an episode, just kind of in passing, if you hear us mention one of the decks that we play and you would like a deck tech on it, let us know. Um, or if there is a specific commander you'd like us to kind of brew on as a challenge. I know that, uh, like we mentioned here, as basically halfway as a challenge, we built these companion decks. And then in a previous episode, we did the um, kind of uh, format transition uh, decks to commander but if there's a, a commander you want to see us kind of build around and kind of talk about there um let us know about that as well or just if you have anything to say uh, make sure <laughs> you're commenting on the stuff uh leaving us a rating on your podcast platform of choice we are also on um instagram twitter and facebook we are at demonstrate loop on twitter um at demonstrate the loop on instagram and then we are demonstrate the loop on facebook um we are also dtl mtg pod at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email with a episode idea or if you have any follow-up questions on an episode we can kind of then go back over certain ideas or anything like that um but yeah uh dan you want to do the sign off uh no because i never remember it so you have to do the sign off uh, okay uh, well daniel has played his deck and then i have demonstrated the loop i will now move to instep and concede there it is okay <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>